I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Nothing will stop the Satanic total release. Stop testing Satan. Welcome to the place where we are so sick of the question, why Satan? We named a podcast after it. On today's podcast, I slowly go into a rant that boils over towards the end when I talk about Rush Limbaugh and a few other assholes. After that, we get into the topic I promised where we break down some things about ghost hunting, why it's bullshit, the bullshit equipment they use, their bullshit logic, and why it's actually, you know, problematic in some areas and not just funny, which it actually is. So without any further delay... Ding fucking dong, Rush Limbaugh, the fucking troll is dead. I don't think anyone should take any time of their day to feel any pity whatsoever. The fact that that man was rich off of the amount of horrible hate, bigotry, racism, sexism that he spewed probably meant that he died pretty comfortably. And that's one of the only issues that I have with his death. Well, no, I have a few more issues with his death. My issue with his death is he didn't live long enough to watch as his name became something of the past, something that people don't remember, something when you say, Rush Limbaugh, people ask who? Oh, did you? is that the guy you founded the band Rush? I wanted him to die in obscurity. I didn't want him to have really any self-dignity going out. And you might be thinking, dude, Josh, I, I get that he was an asshole, but aren't you going a bit far? You want this man to suffer before he dies? Well, I want you to think about all the people with AIDS who he mocked who suffered before their deaths. I want you to think about the people who were raped who he mocked. I want you to think about people who were killed in the name of racism who he mocked and made fun of. I want you to think about all the trans people he mocked, all the gay people he mocked, all the people who he talked to and convinced them of the other and how these people were ruining their country, who, for all we know, and I guarantee you it's a larger percentage than 50%, likely led to deaths by the things he put out there. You cannot talk this much hate for the amount of time he has been alive and talking and think that there is no way he didn't lead to someone's death. I can, I can guarantee it. There is not a doubt in my mind that some of the people that were in the riots on the 6th were inspired directly from this asshole. There is not one speck of doubt in my mind that people who were injured injured people and caused the injury of others were not inspired by this asshole. Do you know how I know that? Because the fact that these people are the same people who listen to Trump, and you can tell that because of the fact that Trump decided that this man was worth the congressional, not the congressional, the presidential award. The fact that they were that ideologically tied and I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that this guy was a complete, utter asshole and did horrible shit. I was reading up on some of his greatest hits today. There are things that he said on air that I, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying on this podcast because people would get really pissed off if I said some of the shit that he said, even in 
just pointing out that he said it. Great example of something that I will not say the complete wording of. For quite a long time, during when Barack, o, Barack Obama was running, he he helped push the birth certificate thing. Not only that, he used to play a parody song on his on his radio station. It was called Barack the Magic, and I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'm sure if you Google Rush Limbaugh and uh, Obama parody song, you will see what I'm talking about, but I'm not saying that last word at all. Then I'll, I'll read you a qu- quote from him right here. If there's consent on both a, or all three or all four, however many there are involved in a sexual act, it's perfectly fine, whatever it is. But if the left ever senses and smells there is no consent in part of the equation, then it, here comes the right police, but consent is the magical key to the left. No shit. Consent is the magic key. Literally. It is the magic key between is something okay or is something not okay. And he used to push the idea that, well, if dogs and animals could consent, I'm pretty sure the left would be okay with that too. You know, we could have that philosophy discussion. And yes, yes, that is a big reason why that sort of thing is wrong, is they can't give consent. That is a big issue. There are other issues with that, but that is an issue. And it's one of the philosophy issues that tell us it's wrong. And then he complains, consent itself, and I quote again, takes all the romance out of everything. I want to know what his courtship was like. I want to know what he did during dating. I don't care he's dead. I want that looked into. If he thinks that takes all romance out of everything, I want to know. He stated that we all know that no means yes when it comes to women. That used to be obvious to people. He said that in 2014. We, we can kind of understand why he was so okay with Trump, considering what we know of Trump. It gets worse, some, some of the shit that he's said in the past. It, it gets a lot worse. He is one of the first people on the right who pushed for Trump, and that's why he was rewarded. If you remember, way back forever ago, it seems, 2016, 2015, the entire right were saying we, we can't have someone like Trump on our, on our ticket. He's... He's too out there. We can't. Lindsey Graham said that if we put this guy as the front of the party, that the Republican Party should be destroyed. Mitch McConnell was on every talk show he could get his hands on, complaining about how Trump would be the end of the Republican Party and that they had to do something about him. But it was Rush Limbaugh who pushed Trump forward. It was Rush Limbaugh that really, really helped get him going. And then just some of the insulting, horrible, just ridiculous, homophobic, racist, sexist shit he said in the past. And as much as I don't like to give air to even some of the statements that people make, sometimes you just have to really dig into how much of a horrible person this person is. So I'm going to read some quotes from an article that I found that are some pretty bad shit. So remember, this is not me. This is Rush Limbaugh, and I do not agree agree with these statements whatsoever. One homophobic statement that he stated was, when a gay person turns his back on you, it's not an insult but an invitation. Fucking asshole. Um, he completely pushed the idea that, well, the Earth's ecosystem is not fragile because it's lasted up till now. Because, fuck you. Um, he believed that women should not be allowed on any jury if the accused is a quote-unquote stud because I guess that 
women will just look at the guy and go, oh, he looks good. We're going to let him go. He believed that, well, the rioting during Rodney King had nothing to do with Rodney King. It was just that people in L.A. like to riot because those people like to riot. He wants he wanted to get rid of the National ba um, Basketball Association and he wanted to call it the TBA, the Thug Basketball Association, because, um, you know, all of those people in there. He told a black caller to take the bone out of his nose and call him back at one point. I could go on and on. It's it's fucked up. Like, I'm just looking at some of the shit he said. And he should, like, even though, like, it's it, it's fucked up. It's I'm going to link this article. And if you want, you can go through some of the shit. He deserves no. Th there are some things that some people say that you go, well, that was such and such long while ago it was a shitty thing to say but you know give them a small pass because of when it was no no a lot of this shit was not that long ago at all and so i stand by my statement my only regret is that he didn't live to see basically everything that he helped build crumble and i think it will and the reason why i think that is statistics I hear people constantly say, well, you know, these fascists just raise other fascists. That's not true. If you actually look at a lot of statistics, that younger people do tend to be uh, more liberal, more progressive, more humanist than their adults, than their parents. And even if, like, the really, really fascist ones do raise their kids to be fascist, you do have to remember there are moderate republicans who give these assholes cover because they're not as bad and still vote for these idiots and still back this ideology and i think eventually the moderates will if nothing else phase out and yes i know you could say well yeah you're saying republican it's but that doesn't mean the democrats are necessarily always in a bit yes yes i can see that like they have a shit ton of problems too but, you know, you got, you got like, Hitler over here, and you got FDR over here. FDR was, a, would say, a bit of a megalomaniac, but he was no Adolf Hitler. Let's be honest, like, I, I, wouldn't, really, I wouldn't really say, hey, my hero is FDR. He, he had his issues, too. You can look up to some of the things he did, and you can say, hey, he did pretty good for what he could do. Th that's sort of my stance. It's I look at the Democrats and go, well... I disagree with them on this, this, and this, but you know what? They're not they're not these assholes over here. They're not purposely saying things that are gonna get people killed. And I don't believe I'm being hyperbolic at all. And yet, when you turn on the news, even some fucking places like fucking MSNBC, CNN, whatever you want on television, they're gonna talk about how well he was problematic. They talk about today. Well, he was problematic, but you gotta know he was an icon of his industry. Well, that just means the industry's fucked up. If this man can be an icon of an industry, fuck that industry. I mean, I, I, the old adage, well, you shouldn't speak bad of the dead. Fuck that shit. I, I did a whole podcast on that type of shit when bad things happen to bad people. If you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. I don't think that. There's any problem with reveling when something bad happens to someone who deserves it. There's very little times that gets to happen. 
in public view. And there's very few times we can look at someone who has hurt that many people and see anything happen to them at all in terms of consequences, especially in the last four fucking years. I am, I'm more angry at those people who want to cover up the shit he did. No, no, no. He shouldn't get anything. And you know what? There's an other asshole that I want to talk about. I want to talk about an other asshole that is very different. He's not a Republican uh, radio broadcaster. He's the fucking governor of New York, Como. He's an asshole, too. You know why he's an asshole? Like, all this cover-up stuff, it seems like he covered some shit up about the coronavirus. But that's not what pisses me off about this asshole. I'm going to be honest. It's like, I'm going to withhold judgment till I see all the evidence on the cover-up stuff. If it's proved he did it, he should be thrown in jail. But what made me angry today, and I think that everyone whom, who was on, you know, considered to the left of fucking fascists should be uh, bitching about this. He said that he doesn't think there has to be an investigation because he didn't cover anything up. If you can say there shouldn't be an investigation because there was no cover-up, that tells me there was a fucking cover-up. I don't give a shit who he is. I don't give a shit if he, like, went after Trump and gave Trump trouble. I don't give a shit if he fucking cured cancer. I don't give a shit if he saved a bunch of children from burning fucking buildings. I don't give a shit. You don't get to tell people that, oh, you can't investigate me or you shouldn't investigate me because there's no fucking cover-up. No. Bullshit. Fuck that. I don't think that we should hold people to the same fucking standards as the Republicans held Trump. No, we don't do that. If you did something, you're getting your asses investigated. If you might have done something and you didn't do it, you should say, investigate me all you want. Go ahead. And part of his defense is, well, I didn't want to turn over all these numbers because Trump might have used it against me. You're in fucking New York. You're in New York. They don't like Trump. Who gives a shit if he finds dirt on you? S fucking seriously? You're, you don't get a get-out-of-jail-free card because you did something. Because you thought it was good for your fucking political career? That's how we get people like Trump and McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and fucking Josh Hawley, who's a fucking bad photocopy of Ted Cruz. I'm not joking. L look at the two of them side by side, especially before Ted Cruz got his fucking beard. It looks like someone photocopied fucking Ted Cruz too many times and it got warped. Fucking pisses me off. I'm just, I'm just angry at these assholes today. And I'm honestly more angry at the person who's supposed to be not a fucking fascist. And the fact that he doesn't want to give up his fucking emergency coronavirus powers, fuck that. You're, they're gone now. Just get rid of those fucking things. Like, honestly, like, I planned on, like, having the segment about Rush Limbaugh and just mentioning this asshole and then going on to talk about all the ghost hunting bullshit that I had promised I was going to get to, but fuck that shit. Well, no, I'm going to get to it, but I'm, is talking, I'm just getting ramped up and angry over this. Oof. Uh, oh, 
oh, it popped right in my head, and now I have to get into this too. I can't not now, because if I'm going to be pissed off, it's just going to, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. What's pissing me off, you know me, I sometimes have to deal with Fox because I have to go deal with family members and help them and fuck. Or sometimes I'm just a fucking sadist. So I just decide I'm going to see what's going on on Fox. So I fucking look. And these assholes are on there complaining about Texas, saying that it's the fact that they have wind power. Do you know how Texas is not a majority wind power state. That is not how this should happen. Just because a few wind turbines froze, and do you know why they froze? It's because the asshole libertarians in fucking Texas wanted to spend the least amount of fucking money possible that they decided we're going to get the cheapest fucking thing, and we're not going to fucking winterize it. Because you know what? Government's not the solution, so we shouldn't have to deal with that bullshit. Oh, you know, maybe we should weatherize the fucking gas pipes. Or the fucking power-producing plants. Or the fucking power lines. Maybe we should winterize this shit. No, we're fucking libertarian. We're fucking... We don't... We, we, our fucking government meets only, f- what, fucking quarter of the year or fucking less? So, no, we don't like government. Government can't do anything right, so we're not going to fucking do it. We're not going to winterize shit. Private, private industry will fix it. Well, f- fuck you people. Fuck. It's what, mm. and now we have these assholes, the same assholes who were pointing at California saying it was your fucking liberal government that was causing all these natural disasters because you didn't do the shit that we said you should do because you didn't prepare for this because you were off doing this other stuff. Now, these same people who were, we have this asshole, Ted Cruz, completely silent now. When people say, well, you know what, your Texas didn't really prepare, and where's he? He's not here. He's not talking. Fuck him. I am, this is probably some of the, I don't, mm, I don't know why I'm this angry. Maybe because I'm just, I've gotten more comfortable talking on the mic, and so I'm more able to let my emotions out. I'm more comfortable, and I'm less I'm scripting myself a little less, and I actually am feeling way more comfortable with that. But fuck. All of them. Everyone I mentioned from this entire rant, they're horrible. And coming back to the whole Rush Limbaugh thing, and going back to the topic I'm going to talk about in a little bit, which is fucking ghosts, part of me wish there was fucking ghosts, so we can fucking find Rush Limbaugh's soul and fucking trap it in frickin' a piece of crap and just throw it in the sewer and just let it sit there. Um, all right. I'm going to take a break. Normally I do these recordings in one long shot. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a drink of, I don't know, maybe I'll get a Coke, relax, sit, breathe, and then I'll come back. And we'll talk about a topic that... Is supposed to be amusing, but I'm sure today I will find a reason to be angry about it. And there I will say there are reasons to be angry about ghost hunting. I'm going to take a break, and you won't even notice I'll be gone, and we'll move on to the ghost hunting bullshit in a second.
Okay, so I took a breath and relaxed a little bit, got a drink of water, because I dried the crap out of my mouth from just that nice long rant without any sip of water. But I'm back now. Uh, I've let off my steam valve a bit, chilled out, and I'm ready to talk about ghost hunting, which is a blast from my past. I remember when I was still a bit of a theist, and ghosts were one of my big things. Ghosts were something I was very interested in. I was fascinated by those early 2000s, mid-2000s ghost hunting shows. And um, I feel really dumb admitting that now, because, I mean, towards the end, I was starting to notice some really weird things about the show. After so many seasons, their, their evidence was about basically the same from one to the next, and it didn't really get any better. So there's one particular... Uh, show that I can think of, and I'm sure most people know the one I'm talking about. It was probably the first one. I'm not going to name it, because um, I've heard that uh, they can be a bit litigious, so I'm just going to leave it out there. But this show loved, and this sits on the first topic I want to talk about, is their issues of logic and understanding of the scientific method. They would often state that they were skeptical. They they claimed to be very skeptical people, and they would always say that only after they eliminated all known explanations did they put that evidence that remained into the idea that it was a haunting. Anyone who knows anything about skepticism can see that this is a big error right there. Any good skeptic will tell you. If you eliminate all known possibilities, what you were left with is not evidence of a haunting you were left with evidence of, I don't know. That is the biggest cornerstone of all skepticism, is if you don't know something, don't say you know. Say you don't know. It's one of, I'd probably, I'm not going to make something off the top of my head, but it's probably one of the cornerstones of skepticism, to be able to say you don't know. And I love the fact that, uh, my grandmother used to say, well, it's important to know if you don't know something to say you don't know. However, she was the same person. And I never caught on this until I stopped being any sort of theist. But when talking about, and this is completely off topic, but I want to get to it because I just remembered it. And it's still based part of the topic. But whenever something was unknown to science... When they talked about how the universe was created, it wasn't that she didn't know or no one knew. It was that, well, it's God. And for some reason, it was okay to admit you didn't know about everything else. But there are certain unknowns that are different somehow. They're mysteries that are God. And that's, that's, a, that's one of the big problems that I have with theism is it breaks skepticism if you don't uh, <clears throat> yeah i'm mm, get my get my relax back on get it Ooh, okay relaxed but that was the big issue going into these tv shows is the logic and there's a lot of other issues with them the equipment itself is a problem they didn't quite know how to use this equipment 
this equipment isn't something that is made to detect ghosts. There's no such thing as ghost hunting equipment. There is equipment that is used for other things that is used by them. And I've read something. There was a, there was a, I can't remember what it was, but there was some sort of video I watched quite a while ago. I'll see if I can find it, but sometimes trying to find the right thing in YouTube is like looking for needle in a haystack. But it mentioned that a lot of times in these shows, and I think it featured someone who worked in these one of these shows, that the producers were kind of in on it. And even if the crew, the, the quote-unquote ghost hunters, were real believers, or they thought they were after something, and they were just sort of deluding themselves, that... Sometimes the producers, they wanted a show. You can't just have nothing when you put this much money into a camera crew, into budgeting and hiring people, and uh, just everything you need for a TV show. You have to pay the uh, actors, you have to pay the crew, you have to pay for the power, the equipment, blah, 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 blah. And so they want something. They want something they can put on air. And one of the people in this video noted that sometimes the crew would say, hey, um, uh, switch to channel 13 or something like that. And that was sort of the signal that nothing's happening tonight. Someone do something. And the example that they gave was some of the camera crew can, you know, pick up and throw a rock in a direction. And once there's a noise, once there's an unknown noise, the, the ghost hunters will go into overdrive they'll be like what did you hear that and they'll they'll hype themselves up and after that they will start seeing ghosts everywhere and i found this really interesting this is just bias as well if you're going in to hunt ghosts you're looking for ghosts you're not looking to see what may or may not be there you're looking for ghosts you're not really looking for ways to debunk it you might be looking at the most common ways to debunk it. They might look at what they think people are going to criticize them for. But if you're investing your time and your money, and some of this equipment is quite expensive, if you're investing all this time, you're not going to want to go to every single house and go, well, I haven't seen any ghosts. It, uh, it looks like I wasted all my money on this stuff. Yeah. And then you have the marketing, the merchandise, which a lot of these ghost hunters do sell their um their quote-unquote own brand of ghost hunting equipment which tends to be just modified regular equipment which yeah people who don't know what they're doing modifying scientific equipment to hunt for something that these aren't made to hunt for that can that will go well i'm sure i'm sure nothing weird will happen with that so let, let's actually i've talked about the equipment let's look at some of this equipment the most famous one that we see emf it is, it's a box that lights up when you detect electromagnetic fields. The, the lights are very important. Ghost hunters suggest a certain type of EMF. I can't remember. I think it's the KM10. I might be getting that wrong, but it's K something in a number. Of course, it's unshielded, this one, which, you know, it means radio waves, cell phones, camera batteries, Hell, even magnets can set these things off. And also these KMs or whatever they're, they're called. Uh, they're the most 
if you look up ghost hunting emf they're the ones that tends to come up they start with a k they're on they're directional so you kind of have to wave them around you can't just hold them in one place very much and they don't tell you like well it's coming over there you sort of just have to move the thing around and you know waving uh an electro device an electronic device around that's looking for electromagnetic fields that can't go wrong at all never mind you have old homes and for someone who lives in an old home the wires are in weird fucking places they go in places that it's like, well, why did it go there? It's because the walls have been put up, taken down, opened up, uh, new beams put in, new new water pipes put in. So you have pipes and wires that are looping around places and go in the weirdest directions because it wasn't planned for maybe this many outlets. I have new outlets in my house, for example. Like, there is a wall in my house that didn't used to be there. And there's an outlet there, which means they had to snake an outlet. They had snake electrical wire up from somewhere that it normally didn't go. And I believe it goes like up from a wall, onto the ceiling, across the ceiling, down a wall, partly through the floor, and up to the wall. And if you're looking around EMF, you're going to be like, well, whoa, there's one part there on the ceiling that there's an EMF. Why is there an EMF there? There's no outlet up there at all. Well, it's because the electrical... The electrical wire is right there. No one wanted to dig through the whole wall and get into like the middle of the wall, so they sort of just put it right on the surface. Like I, I have a, I've mentioned I am into, been getting into electronics, so I have a multimeter. This multimeter has no contact to be able to tell live feed. I've, I've played with it in thinking about doing the show. I can get, it can sense there's a live wire from a decent bit away. I was surprised. I'm like, where the, I, I was confused. I'm like, where is there a live wire? And it's just on this weird part of the house. And especially really old houses, their wires can be on the outside. Like if you have, if you've ever gone to a historic house and it's like some of the wires are on the walls, they're actually, because they don't want to go into the walls, they don't want to ruin the walls. So they put a tiny little hole through one wall and out the other, and they snake the electrical wires up the walls. And if you're hunting for ghosts in the dark, what what other science is done in the dark, really, um, for the most part, other than ghost hunting. So if you're in the dark, can't see very much, you're waving this meter around, and there's some exposed wire. Oh, look, EMF. And at the core of this... Where did we get the idea that EMF equals ghosts? What evidence? What what bizarre understanding is there that, hey, EMF equals ghosts? It's nothing more than a God of the Gaps argument for people. It's like, I don't know why an EMF is here. I'm not too sure what EMFs are. Uh, EMFs are weird. I have no evidence or understanding of why there is an EMF reading here. It's lighting up all the pretty lights. Why? Why did it? Huh, weird. Must be ghosts. So anyone who knows anything about ghost hunting knows about the EMF meters. And then the next thing we know about is EVP. Now, there's a new thing with e- EVP. It's the a new scam. It's some of the most obvious scam equipment there is. It's called a spirit box. And when I explain to you, if you don't know what a spirit box is, once I explain it to you, you're gonna you're not gonna understand because what they randomly do, they go through radio frequencies. 
at various speeds, meaning they pick up stations. They say that this lets spirits control the radio waves and speak. It's sort of like an EVP where you're supposed to be able to hear voices through the recording static and in the background that you normally didn't hear at the time. Now, anyone who's done any sort of recording, be it podcasting or just any sort of recording that you're sitting in front of a mic, especially if you have any sort of equipment like a mic that's not built into a phone, anything external. And honestly, the more sensitive the equipment gets, the more complicated the equipment gets, you notice that there's noise. Electronics hum. You've noticed sometimes with me, I'm not perfect at mic etiquette yet. You've probably heard wind against the mic when I exhale. Uh, It can have weird effects. You can have a weird echo. Mics distort things. Uh, Not only do you have these issues when you record, but when you start screwing around with audio, you can get weirder noises. The more you mess around with something, the more it gets distorted. In these shows, they'd crank it up, filter out some of the other sounds, and like lowered the other sounds and raised the weaker sounds, and they'd really fuck with the, the sound. And you'd hear the noise. You'd be able to hear weird sounds. And, you know, when you raise up noise, you lower so- voices and just ambient noise, it, it can be weird. It can, it can, you can get weird sounds because the compression and the how you actually make things louder is you're sort of pulling and stretching these sound waves. You're manipulating them in really unnatural ways that sound, normally you don't do that sound. That's how you, it's, you know what, it's honestly distorting the sound for a purpose. That is what increasing volume is. That is what decreasing volume is. That is what uh, equalization is. You are distorting the sound in a way that is desirable. So if you go into this primed with the idea that voices will be heard, like if I just sat someone down and said, hey, I want you to listen to something. I recorded this and I want to know if my equipment's working correctly. I don't know if I deleted... um if it deleted correctly, there might be some leftover audio and just let them listen to it. And they'll might be, and they'll sit there and go, no, I think it worked. I think everything's fine. But if you prep them, it's like, all right, we're going to look for ghosts and just let them listen to it. They'll hear a ghost. They might not hear what you think that's there. That's why if you notice in these shows, they never just let you hear the clip. They never just let you hear it. What they do is, first, they show the image of the person with the headphones on, and they're sitting there, and they go, whoa! It's normally right before a commercial break. They go, whoa! And then it cuts. And then it comes back to them going, whoa! Again. And they show the audio clip, they have it isolated, and they have this little scroll bar that that I'm looking at right now as I'm recording go over these little bumps and sound waves. And they have in quotations what they think is heard. The brain is very good at finding sounds when you tell it to. So you will find ghosts if you look for ghosts. That's it. That is how EVP works. That is how the spirit box works. That is what happens when you prep someone to look for ghosts. And that's what happens when you distort sounds. 
then we have this more expensive uh, technology, flare cameras that see heat. Heat, heat detection is fine if you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to see a lot of weird shit. Partly because heat can reflect. Heat can reflect off metal. It can reflect off mirrors. It can reflect off metal refrigerators. Something doesn't have to be visually reflective to reflect heat. And never mind if someone leans up against the wall for a while. Well, I don't know. No one's paying attention. And then moves away from the wall. Some time passes. They look around with the flare camera and say, holy crap. There is a vague outline that's sort of cooler than regular body heat, but it's warmer than the rest of the wall. It looks like a person. Holy shit. And look, it's slowly fading away. Well, no shit. The reason why it's less hot than a regular person is because you walked away. The heat's been fading for a while. And the reason it's fading now is because the heat's dispersing. Forget the fact that when they look for cold spots, cold spots can be vents, gaps, insulations, cold water pipes flowing through a wall, gaps in the wall, uh, metal in a weird place that you wouldn't think there would be metal. Like I have, I have like screws to hold like part of my, um, paneling on my walls up and there are screws there. Some of them are buried in there. Some of them I can see easily. Some of them I can't. So if, and I can touch a screw right near my head, it is far colder than the wall. So it would stick out really easily. And so you can see how it's pretty easy to get freaked out looking at this, uh, flare camera looking for weird heat signatures. And then you have, you know, shadow people, which is, if you've ever, if you've ever been in the dark, which you're a human being, you've been in a dark room before, things look weird in the dark. We are naturally, evolutionarily prone to be scared of the dark. That's just how it works. And we are pattern-seeking creatures because the one time you mistake a tiger for a bush rather than a bush for a tiger and you're dead, then you don't get to breed anymore and your line's done. So... It's better to assume that the bush is a lion than the lion's a bush. And then photography. Photography and video. Photography is another thing I I like, that I, I like taking pictures. And photo exposure and video exposure, it's not complicated. A lot of it has to do with just like how much light gets into the camera, how long the shutter's open, uh, how sensitive the film or the sensor is. And if you have something in the dark, which again, they always love doing it in the dark because that's when they get the most evidence. And that's because the dark is just crappy for identification. So if you take pictures in the dark and you have the exposure cranked all the way up and you have a little light coming off your camera, your camera or your video light is going to hit a speck of dust or an insect and reflect off of it. And because your exposure is so high up, you will overexpose it. You won't be able to see what the actual shape is. And it will just look like a glowing ball of stuff that's pure white or a weird color. If your camera might have a chromatic um, distortion. That's 
what the orbs are. They are the camera being overloaded with light that's reflected off an object. That's all it is. But they see orbs and they freak out. And then you have reflective surfaces, reflecting light, different angles. I'll give you an example. I had a bit of work again. The schools are slightly open, but there's only like 40 kids in them right now. It's mostly the really special uh, needs students who were back there. And so there's not many teachers there either. If you're walking through one of the hallways, the likelihood you're going to see someone in that building right now is pretty small. I was walking through the hallway. I turned a corner. And I got the shit scared out of me. I thought there was a person standing right in front of me. What happened was there was one of those uh, whiteboards in the dark. And the lights were hitting it at just the right angle. And it was going through a window of a door just the right angle. That my reflection was passing through the glass, hitting the whiteboard, bouncing back through the glass and just looked really distorted. So when I turned and it was reflected off like two windows in a whiteboard, it just looked like a freaking fucking face looking back at me. And I jumped and because I'd been thinking about this episode, like I backed out. It took me like a minute. I was like, I was freaked out. And then I thought, well, what the fuck was that? I know it's not a ghost. I know it's not like a monster. So I was looking around and it was during my break. So I had like 20 minutes and yeah, sure enough. I, after some investigation, it was a weird uh, reflection. Really, it's just the fact that I could do that in 20 minutes. It does take time. It does take time to look at this stuff and debunk it. And when you have a show that's like an hour, half hour, debunking every single thing, not only is it not entertaining because you're basically killing the ghost, it's boring debunking stuff to a lot of people is far more boring than, you know, ooh, look, ghost. Then there's the money aspect. They have to earn their money. As I said, a lot of them have uh, shops where they sell ghost hunting equipment or merchandise, uh, such and such ghost hunting society. There are advertisements on the TV show. And I want to get back to when I said that they sell modified equipment because they do. I looked at some of it, and it said, especially modified for ghost hunting needs. I looked through it, because I, I was curious what they actually did to modify it. I, I was curious, and I didn't see anything. They didn't say how it was modified, what they did to it. Did they open it up and change out components? Did they shield it, unshield it? Did they change the scanning radius of the device? They increase the sensitivity. What'd they do to it? It didn't say. It just said it was modified and for ghost hunting equipment. And they just slapped like a certification. This is certified by the such and such ghost hunting society as equipment for hunting ghosts. Where, where, where do they get their certifications? Normally, if you study, if you study astrophysics, you go to school for astronomy. Not astronomy, but astrophysics. No, astronomy is right. Uh, I was thinking about the uh, astrology. But yeah, no, you, you go to school for that subject. And yes, I do understand that not everyone who is good at something is necessarily has a degree in it. You can learn things without a degree. I agree. That's something that I do believe in. I think just because someone has a degree doesn't mean they're necessarily good at it. And just because someone doesn't have a degree doesn't mean they're bad at it. However, 
when you get into a field where you're trying to say, well, science this, science that, and you're not explaining why it works this way. You're not trying to prove anything other than on a TV show. And you're a plumber. Um, and you say that that's a big thing because you're used to investigating things. Well, I'm a teacher. That doesn't mean I know how to teach anything. That doesn't mean that I could go and teach uh, astronauts how to fly the space shuttle. My training was in high school history for the most part and teaching students from K to 12 and more narrowly high school. Someone who's a plumber might be very good at finding and investigating problems about plumbing. And yes, these skills are transferable. I will say that as Someone in education is someone who has learned to teach people. I learn some things that I think can be expanded out there. However, when I say that I have some knowledge of student and child psychology, that doesn't mean I'm going to go open up a therapy clinic because that's not my job. That's not what I specialized in. So you don't get to just say, well, I'm a plumber, so I'm good at investigating and you should trust me. No, that's not how it works. You have to show that we should trust you first. I believe it is very important to earn trust, and earning trust is something that does take time. And that is why I try my best myself to look into things before I talk about them. It's why sometimes my shows can take a bit longer to be put together than I'd actually like to. And I'm always thankful that people trust me with their time. And I know that's a bit of a tangent. But that's honestly, for the most part, what I wanted to talk about in terms of ghost hunting. That it is an industry that, for the most part, now is there to make money. A good example about how things morph from things that people do to entertain themselves to an industry is looking at Twitch. There are people who enjoy just hopping on and streaming and sharing themselves playing a game with others. But over time, Twitch became an industry. It became something that people do for money. And a lot of times, that is what these ghost hunting organizations have become now. They have become people who want to make money off of this. And with everything, that breaks my trust a little bit. Especially, that was one of the things that hurt my views with the ghost hunting shows when... I would see them start to advertise their own shit on the shows and things. That was, I was already wavering a bit, but that, that really pushed me about the ghost thing. And it's not harmless. There are ways that people can use it to scam other people, be it where you go into someone's house and say, oh, I believe that antique item you have might be haunted. Let me take it away for you so I can dispose of it safely, which there is a person that does this, and he sets up a museum with all these haunted artifacts that he took from people, which, and that bothers me to no end, just the fact that he's scamming people who, for whatever reason, feel that they're vulnerable. They let him into their house, look around their crap, and remove something, and only a personal item that is old and has been passed down. And that's sort of why I did this show in the first place, is because a lot of these are funny and weird, and you can look at them and wonder. It's just bizarre. It's strange that people believe in these things, but when you're in it, you believe in it. 
and when you believe in it, you can easily get taken advantage of. And throughout the parts of this, we find funny, and we say, well, that's easily bullshit. It's important to remember that Wu not only is weird, not only is fake, but it can be used as a major scam and to hurt people. That's why now and then I'm going to go over Wu and not only talk about why it's bullshit, but highlight the fact that it is a scam and it can hurt people. But thank you again for listening, and thank you for giving me your time. As always, this has been Why Satan and Hail Satan. You know, I'm never quite sure who hears these messages that I do after the broadcast. If you actually have, just at me on some sort of social media, be it Twitter or on Discord, and just let me know that you found it. 